Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. I hope you're all continuing to stay safe and healthy and taking care of yourselves. I think we've officially hit the wacky time of year for me here in Florida since hurricane season is kicking into gear in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> and uh, weirdly enough, hurricane season is the most normal thing that has happened this year as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, not to joke too much here, of course, but for anybody who's impacted by these seasonal storms, I hope you're doing okay, that you have a hurricane prep kit or at least access to resources and that you stay safe through it all because uh, this stuff can, as much as we kid around about hurricane parties here in Florida, this stuff can get really scary. So um, hope you all are doing okay through all of that too. Um, so let's talk about this week's In the Tunes news for our bulletin. Uh, first up, we have A Day Without Love. They have a new single, Control-Alt-Delete. 
This energetic track is so good from our recent guest alum, and I'm so stoked for what Brian's working on. I feel like every time I turn around, he's turned out something else that's brilliant. So be sure to give it to listen and uh, follow A Day Without Love. And I know I've been talking about it a lot lately, but I just can't stop. And that is Expert Timings, Whichever Whatever, which is now available everywhere. Um, The Count Your Lucky Stars EP is such a gorgeous, playful, and meaningful release that just delivers on everything I need right now. I cannot stress to you how badly you need this EP on your summer playlist, so get on it. And then Pink Shift is a band that everyone is talking about ever since they've dropped their new single, I'm Gonna Tell My Therapist on You. Between the track and the accompanying video, which is so classically pop punk, um, Pink Shift is just a band to watch. So I know I can't wait for what they're going to show us next, so be sure to give them a follow. Okay, on to this week's guests. I'm joined by Callie of Dad Bod, yet another brilliant band out of the Midwest. Callie loves drawing from horror and decay in her songwriting, and it's such an engaging metaphor for so many moments we experience in life. Um, And Callie joined this week to talk about horror imagery, the band's new EP precursor, the St. Paul Minneapolis scene, which so many awesome bands have been from that scene coming onto the podcast this year. So shout out to y'all. Um, what's ahead and so much more. So with that, let's listen to some more Dad Bod and then hear from Callie.
Well, welcome, Callie, to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going for you? Thanks for having me. Um, things have been pretty good. I've been able to enjoy the weather. I mean, obviously, it's a really weird time for everybody, but um, it's been nice to get more grounded with myself. How about you? Yeah, honestly, same. Um, I feel like, if anything, I've been trying to take a lot of time to just, like, do a little bit of self-care. Like, the day that we're recording, I actually purposely took the day off of work to just kind of do things I like, which has been really, really nice. So, trying to sprinkle that in here and there throughout all of the um, unusual stuff going on in the world. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Yeah, totally. Um, You're based in, like, the Minneapolis area, right? Yeah. Yeah, Minneapolis, St. Paul area. We're kind of just spread out through there. I love that. Um, I feel like I've talked to a number of bands this year from that area between like Vile and Alien Book Clubs. Uh, it's such a great area for music. Right? I feel like it's definitely an area that at least nationally feels a little bit underrated. Y'all seem like a best kept secret right now. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very supportive scene and area that's what I've heard honestly from everybody that I've talked to from that area is just like everybody's super supportive there's like such a variety of sound too so it seems like you're in like a perfect spot absolutely Mm -hmm. I love that I love that well let's talk a little bit about you when did you first begin to play music yeah so I feel like my whole life I've always kind of loved music and wanted to interact with it more but no one in my family is really musical at all. And so I never really had the chance, I guess, to interact with it as much. But um, around about a year ago, I played my first show in Chicago after posting a little video on Twitter with part of an original song and was invited by um, people doing a little DIY music festival to perform. So um, from there, I met my band, and they were, they were all very close friends for a while. So um, I'd asked them to help record an album for me. And ever since the first time we jammed together, we knew that it was really going to be something special to do full band. But yeah. That's amazing. You started off with solo work and then added to have a full band, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, tell me a little bit about, like, when you first started to kind of, like, pick up playing your own music and writing and stuff. What kind of things were inspiring you and motivating you along the way? Absolutely. I would say entering college is when I predominantly started writing songs that I was proud of. Mm -hmm. Um, I was stuck in a single dorm my freshman year of college and hated it. I hated how isolating it felt or how I tended to fall into self-isolating patterns. So I feel like a lot of songs started coming out from there from kind of a low point in my life. And um, I feel like I've been growing and learning a lot since then and have been able to sort of translate songs further on from there. I love that. That's incredible. Because sometimes I think it's hard for people to kind of um, be creative when they're in new spaces and whenever things are kind of uncomfortable but it sounds like you really were able to kind of take advantage of this moment of vulnerability and be like you know what we're gonna write it out (laughs) yeah I feel like that's what that's where I thrive I love being able to just like process stuff that way because I have a hard time doing it myself so yeah that's amazing well great stuff has come from and I can tell you that much from what I've heard so far (laughs) thank you that means a lot totally um were there any like artists or musicians that you felt like 
uh, you always were like inspired by or maybe wanted to kind of emulate along the way? Uh, anyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with Phoebe Bridgers. I, she's like the love of my life. Um, and I feel like I've ever since I heard her songwriting, like I just, I was instantly fascinated by the way she was able to tell such sad, but such mundane like stories that a lot of people are able to relate to. So I'd say, um, her vulnerability, I feel like I've drawn a lot of inspiration from. Um, yeah, I'd say she's predominantly like the number one that I've always <laughs> I love that. I like that you're able to kind of um, draw influence from that because I feel like it's a gift to be able to kind of like capitalize on things that maybe do feel a little bit more like um, quieter, not necessarily mundane, but it's like, you know, this, these are the little things and stuff. And this is what can be sometimes the most creative and inspiring and stuff. And I feel like you were able to accomplish that so much with your music already. Thank you. That means a lot. Totally. Um, how would you kind of describe your sound? I always like, I, I don't like assigning anybody kind of like a genre, but what, how do you feel like your music comes across as? That's a great question. I feel like we always struggle with that one. Yeah. Um, I feel like we, all of us take influences from very different artists. So being able to bring all those in into some weird combination sound has been really exciting, but um, we typically go for the broad umbrella of indie rock, but I feel like we have some shoegazy and folksy nuances. That's amazing. Yeah, because I feel like being situated in the location that you are, there's so many different um, sounds that you could gravitate toward, you know, because I feel like, you know, indie rock has definitely got a beautiful little hub there now in the Midwest, but also there's like... Um, there's so much experimentation it feels like going on and stuff and shoegaze is such like a great space to be able to start to play with so many different sounds and approaches to it you know absolutely i feel like uh for a while minneapolis was kind of pegged as having only one kind of sound come out of it mm -hmm. but it's been incredible being here and witnessing how crazy some of the music coming out of here is i love it definitely i mean it's always been kind of a town with like this very um just kind of like hushed experimentation too you think about it it's like uh like isn't prince from that area and stuff and like yeah, there's been so yeah. many like freaking amazing legends come out of that city and stuff and it's like uh it's to me it's always felt strange to expect one sound come from particularly like minneapolis and st paul you know because it's like there's so many creators who just do so many different things exactly it's a, it's a weird place i love it <laughs> i love to hear that um, so I want to ask you, cause the, the music originally started as something that you were doing independently. Like, tell me about your songwriting process. How do you kind of start to piece things together and how does the band kind of collaborate now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like it starts off, uh, as songs that I typically write. Um, and throughout that process, I keep in my phone, I have a notes app and I just have lyrics upon lyrics upon lyrics in there. And I feel like I, We'll process things throughout the day as they come and just kind of leave them in there. And then whenever I sit down with my guitar, I'm not as good at guitar as I am at writing lyrics, I would say. So I kind of fool around, like find different tunings and weird little things that I like to play and then try to assign lyrics that feel right to those and then just go from there. Sometimes it's a compilation of things I've learned. Sometimes it's stuff I write on the spot. But then we bring it full band. Um, I work a lot with Wilson, who's our guitarist, and he does an excellent job of piecing together 
the soundscape of it. So he has like a lot of cool visions for uh, when things get really loud and when things will like pull back. So it's been a really cool collaborative process, I would say, from there. It seems like it because I feel like your sound is so like rich and robust with so many different like layers and everything. And it's great that you're able to kind of bring this really nuanced poetic lyricism to this really rich sound. That's that's one of the things that like immediately got me hooked to your music I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much going on here and I love it. Thank you. Oh, that's so exciting. We love, that's why we have like three guitarists. We love all the craziness and the noise. <laughs> it makes it the most fun too when you're able to each kind of just like really play. Definitely. I love that. Um, so you have two singles out at the time of us recording. Like I really liked Rot because I loved the zombie like metaphors that you had throughout the entire song. It felt like it was both like creepy and also like beautiful and I didn't think that those two things could coexist in such a perfect space but you did that <laughs> tell me about this song yeah oh my gosh thank you that means a lot uh I feel like I find a lot of beauty in the way things exist or the way things like zombies and ghosts and all of that stuff I love how it just kind of exists as something that's not always great I, th I think there's a beauty to it um so I feel like I draw a lot of inspiration from stuff like that and uh I don't know it's a lot of stuff I feel like I process death a lot which is weird but it's it just kind of freaks me out so I like being able to write about the fun side of it I guess or the funny I love that because I think if anything it's like being able to compose something around like decomposition to me is such an interesting mm -hmm. like thing to consider because it's like uh just the fact that you're able to create from you know a fictional detritus kind of thing like it's like it's it's things that are collapsing and falling apart and things that are deteriorating but it's like but do you find a way to give new life to it through art and stuff that's really really fascinating to me thank you it's cool to impose a sort of lightness on those situations Right. Especially whenever you're talking about things like all these things that are kind of like falling apart, the whole like, and, and there are the little things too, kind of like how we're talking about like things that could feel mundane, like a grocery list and stuff. Like, you know, that's something that can get, I know I, I like probably you do have like all my lists buried in my phone and everything. And it's like, they just stack on each other and it's like, it's a different kind of burial going on there. You know, it's a digital one. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's so wild to me, and I love that. And the idea that you're like, kind of like referring to yourself as like the grave dig digger, disturbing what's dead and stuff, in so many different ways. That that song too is just so fascinating to me. Thank you. It's so good, and like, um, I like that you kind of just continue on that theme of like things that are dead and breathing new life into them. Because like, spirits was also very much that vibe too. The whole. I feel like you twisted that in a way of like to be seen or not to be seen kind of thought. Was that what you were going for? Absolutely. I feel like it's it's life's big question. It's it's, <laughs> it's so scary to be vulnerable, but that's something that I feel like since that song I've been trying to get a lot better at. So um, yeah, I feel like vulnerability is just the key to being able to relate to people. So that's like, a, that song was a big learning process for me. <laughs> 
I believe it. Honestly, it's so hard because it's like, it can be a personality trait. It can be like how you feel about things. It's interesting to me. Like you talk about um, this one line, my biggest fear is transparency and stuff. If that isn't too deep for us to go into, can you talk about like what that means to you? Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, I was in a really difficult relationship in early college. And I feel like that was something that um, I really struggle with a lot still to this day. So a lot of my lyrics kind of reflect um, sort of the ways that it still affects me. So like being afraid to open up to people, being afraid to be hurt again. And I feel like that's being, the fear of being hurt is a pretty universal fear. So I feel like um, that's something that I've just kind of been trying to work with. I love that. You're definitely very transparent with your experiences throughout the song, at least like opening up in ways that I feel like in particular, the metaphor, like a spirit and stuff could not quite as easily do. I've had a lot of supernatural experiences. They don't open easily. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nobody opens up. They just get really creepy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's so amazing. I love it. So that's like one of the most like gorgeous metaphors that you have and uh I just I love that song so much and what you were able to accomplish with the video too that was amazing yeah Keegan is an incredible director he's one of our very close friends who actually just moved to the LA area to do more film work but he's such a good director he was able to capture the way we all like laugh and goof off and have such a good time with each other but it was it was nice to poke fun at um, some of the subtle darkness in the song. Totally. I like the way that the light shifted in the video as well as like the the motion capture, it seems like, of you kind of being like ghostly and stuff. That was pretty cool. It was incredible. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. What was the best part for you being able to work on that video? Honestly, being introduced to having coffee with Cayenne Pepper. <laughs> before, it was incredible. We had, um, we made some coffee uh, at Studio Apparatus, which is where we filmed it. And the person who owned it uh, came and chatted with us for a while and taught us how to make coffee with Cayenne. And now my life has been changed forever. <laughs> Damn, that sounds good. I'm going to have to try something like that do it. it it wakes you up like full body that's like mind and body and everything that's wild okay we're doing this later that's for sure maybe tomorrow morning i have plenty of cayenne sitting around the house <laughs> yeah maybe not tonight maybe not tonight <laughs> we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll do that tomorrow but uh i've had it in like ice cream before but i've never had it in the coffee oh, i've never had an ice cream i feel like that would be a good combo so cool it down oh yeah the 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 like literal flavor confusion of the cold and the spicy. It's a good time. Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, so like, I feel like uh, you've done a lot of interesting things with the new EP that you have dropping. Uh, by the time that this episode comes out, actually, you'll have, um, you'll have dropped Precursor, which is really exciting. Um, what was it like for you to work on this one? I would say this one was a lot of fun because it was nice to have a project to do throughout all of this empty handed time. So um, Wilson records everything. He's a really good producer. And we were able to kind of sit down with the songs and, and, and look at them in an intimate way and be able to see what we want for the stripped down versions of all of them. Um, and then 
to be able to take that and turn it into a full band, full album is going to be another interesting project, but it was a lot of fun. I love that. I feel like um, there was just some magic going on with the way that it seems like y'all wrote the songs here because it was during parts of the pandemic, right? Absolutely. That's when we decided we were just going to take the project and run with it. Um, What made you decide that now is the time to work on it? I think we decided first and foremost, we needed a project on our hands when everything started. And um, we just, we knew that we wanted to be able to create throughout all of this and still be able to keep in touch with the creative sides that we have. Um, But then when um, we made sure, um, sorry, I forgot where I was going with this, but um, we just, I think we just decided that we wanted to have something on our hands to do, but yeah. Well, something amazing came out of that time. That's for sure. Um, it feels like there's some thematic parts about like the passing of time throughout the CP and everything. Was that something that you were kind of trying to convey or did it just kind of come out as a result of writing during a pandemic? <laughs> I feel like it came out of kind of a, as a result. Um, we started with some songs that had already been written. And then along the way, I started writing more and more. And it just became this transformative process too with the EP where we were just adding different things along the timeline. So it was really cool. I love that. And I feel like all the songs kind of flowed together in this way that it feels like a true like collective piece of music and stuff. I'm kind of curious, what was maybe one of your favorite tracks to work on? Oh, that's a good question. I would say Elliot was my absolute favorite to work on because it was one that I initially hated and um, had written and did not want to include. And Wilson convinced me that it was one that we needed to have on there and that he had a vision for it. Um, So when it finally all came together, I was really impressed with how it sounded and it became my new favorite. So it was just fun to be surprised by it. That's fantastic. I'm kind of curious because now that you're collaborating more with your bandmates and stuff, particularly with Wilson, like what's your favorite part about working with everybody and what's something that maybe you've learned from your bandmates throughout the process of writing music together now? Yeah, I would say I've learned a so much more instrumentally in general. Uh, Wilson even taught me how to play banjo, so that was cool. But um, I think I've also learned how to write differently and how to think differently. And I feel like it's changed my process a lot and helped me become a lot more comfortable with collaborating with others. Um, And especially showing songs that I felt like weren't quite ready yet to be seen, but then having them be transformed into these very beautiful things. So just learning to trust all my bandmates because they're (laughs) incredible. I love that. Well, it's so great you've been able to build that trust because there's some gorgeous stuff coming out for sure of uh your collaboration thank you yeah definitely um what's something you really want your listeners to get out of listening to precursor when it comes out um i would say to have the ability to have hope sounds so corny and so cheesy but just the fact that um i feel like throughout all of the songs i just want to put those feelings out there so people know that they're there and they can be felt but then to come out on the other side having a sense of hope um and to know that this isn't gonna last forever hopefully (laughs) um but also i would say if you're considering consuming the ep and listening to the ep 
Um, we are directing people to donate to For the Girls, which is a nonprofit for um, helping Black trans women pay their rent and pay for transformative surgeries. Um, just because I think that's something that from like from now on we need to be considering when EPs and when music are being dropped that they are being redirected to where they need to be redirected. That makes sense, especially because we have so many um, finally communities that are being discussed that are vulnerable and there are ways that we can help. Absolutely. I think people should be helping in any way they can. I love that. Well, I appreciate so much that you have that thought. That to me, that's so important when it comes to being an independent music. So kudos to your band for being this considerate and thoughtful with your release. Definitely. So, um, because we're in this like strange moment and I really want to, I miss live music so much. Tell me about what a dad bod show is like, like, can you set the scene for me? Cause I'm like, I'm thirsting for live music and I got to like picture it for a few minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, there's so much fun. I miss playing live shows a lot. Um, I feel like all of us end up, I mean, I feel like at first I was so timid being on stage by myself like I just immediately as I got on I wanted off but then when we started adding a full band in and there are people that are my best friends behind me it became it, this big party like it's just so much fun to be able to be really noisy in our shows and then be uh, much much quieter in our recordings and I feel like to have people surprised by us every time we play live is a really good time Oh gosh, that's got to be so much fun because I feel like there's so many different things you can do with a live performance that just kind of like put that extra flair versus what you have sometimes in recording, you know? Absolutely. What kind of surprises do you sometimes sneak in? I would say we're definitely a whole lot louder. Um, and I feel like Noah, who is one of our guitarists, always finds a way to jump off of the stage or whatever we're on he loves <laughs> most the performing part so I'd say that's always a surprise for people um but then I also would say just maintaining and preserving some of those very tender moments within the music mm. is something that is always beautiful to experience with live music I love that and your music's got so many of those little moments tucked into it to where it just feels like every time that it does slow down it does feel very special <laughs> I love that. That's so sweet. You're welcome. That's amazing. Um, so, uh, let me see here. What's something that maybe you want people to know about you as a musician or dad bod as a band? Hmm, that's a really good question. I would say... Yeah, I'm like, I feel like the easy question, the question that should be easy, I'm really struggling with. I would say <laughs> just, I want people to know that they should be on their toes about us, just in the sense that don't pin us to a specific sound, because I feel like our sound is always changing, always evolving. Um, we could put out a folk song one day and then maybe put out like a heavy rock song another day, but just that we want people to be on their toes. I love that. I feel like Precursor definitely starts to set the tone for the variety to your sound that's really there. So good. We're hoping so. We're excited. <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then you're going to have like a full length record, hopefully here at the end of the summer, that's going to probably yeah. <laughs> really turn things on their head, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, I think we'll confuse a lot of people, but it'll be a great time. Awesome. Is there anything you can tease or tell us about the record? Ooh. I would say, I don't know, because we haven't quite started recording yet. And I feel like everything that we think is going to happen on the album every time ends up being completely different. But I would just say keep an eye out for some surprises and maybe some instrumental songs as well. I love that. It's exciting. I like it whenever there's this kind of like pieces tucked within a record, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. I love that. Um, I know you're working on, of course, recording this record, but um, is there anything else you're kind of trying to work on through this strange year of 2020 or, or like uh, maybe into 2021? Mm, good question. Uh, I would say I feel like we're continuously writing and continuously coming up with new stuff. So hopefully we'll have another record out soon. But uh, I also feel like we want to work more um, on making some physical art with people. I know we're wanting to work on some more music videos and absolutely some more photo shoots and fun stuff like that. Um, but we're hopefully when, as soon as things head back towards normal more and hopefully next year we'll be able to do a tour or something that would be a lot of fun oh i love the sound of that since you mentioned music videos and photo shoots and stuff would you ever want to do anything that kind of like leans into your interest in like the creepy and undead you bet i feel like that's straight up my alley i would love that <laughs> what's your like your dream setup oh man that's a good question I want it to be just so overly tacky, just the most <laughs> tacky Halloween, like awful song. I think that would be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that. I feel like there's a lot of really cool bands out there that are starting to kind of lean into doing those kind of like quirky, interesting things with videos and stuff. So <laughs> I love it. I feel like your band would have a blast doing it too. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like we're a bunch of goofballs, so I would translate really well. <laughs> I love that. Well, I always like to ask this question toward the end of an interview. If you could play a show with any three bands or musicians, they can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead. Who would wow. you want to play a show with? Oh, that's a, such a good question. I would say absolutely Big Thief. I love Big Thief. Um, I've, and all the, I've never seen them live, but I've seen videos of their shows and they're just so powerful and crazy and cool. Um, and then I would also say this band called Rigby. Um, it's a very small band, but just the most beautiful, sad, uh, introspective music. And we were actually talking about at some point considering a tour together so that would be a lot of fun um and then the third i would say i love elliot smith so that would always be something that would be really cool oh my gosh i love your picks these are fantastic and i like that rigby is definitely one that can happen for you hopefully once live music is safe again fingers crossed fingers crossed oh that's amazing i love that um, it's been so much fun talking to you, Callie. Uh, where can everybody keep up with you and DadBot on the internet? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I would say at DadBotMN on Instagram and at I got a DadBot on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> pretty active on those two, but I would say those are the main ones. But thank you so much for having me, Amanda.
Of course. And by the way, I do love your handle. I got a dad bod on Twitter. I haven't followed you because I was there's so many dad bod accounts out there and I'm gonna fix that. I know it's so confusing. <laughs> it's so good though. I love it. And <laughs> just the, the choice. I got a dad bod is just ace. <laughs> good. I'm glad. I'm glad you like <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me.
our dad bod. Thank you so much to Callie for joining this week and sharing all about what dad bod's been working on. Be sure to give them a follow and check out Precursor. It is a great tease on what this awesome band is working on next. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with angry girl music of the indie rock persuasion online. Find episodes, links, articles, and more at angergirlmusic.com. Get in touch with me through email at angergirlmusic at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at, at angrygirlmusic. If you're interested in being a guest on the pod, reach out and let's chat about what you're working on. Pledge your support for Anger Girl Music at the Indie Rock Persuasion on Patreon at patreon.com slash angrygirlmusic. Special thanks to our monthly patrons Molly O'Malley, Kendra Mamula, Carly Commando, John Kitsy Kitzmiller, Sam Zarwitz, and Orla Dinsey. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, stay angry and stay safe. Bye for now. the day